Hello and welcome to Grid Talk, your weekly RC racing podcast with your host myself, Russell Lee, and of course, and as always, the fantastic Chris Bowden. How you doing, Chris? I'm not too bad, Russ. How about yourself? I'm all right. I'm all right. I'm all right. I'm a bit cold in this garage, but um, I'll, I'll, I'm sure I'll survive for an hour. Anyway, before we get into it, let me say a, a massive thank you to the sponsors. So thank you to CML Distribution and Schumacher Racing, the guys that keep us in air every week and keep us in prize at Christmas. So, guys, thanks very much for your constant support. We couldn't do this without you. So, tonight, Chris, it's another big one. And I think, you know, it's actually a first for us in, in on this podcast that we've got a TLR driver. Well, now we do try to avoid him, but I suppose, you know. <laughs> so, I think he's just joined the call. So, uh, are you there, Damo? I am, guys. How are you doing? You all right? Yeah, really good, mate. Really How are you good. doing, bud? Thanks, thanks for coming on tonight. It's been great. Chris wanted to ask you a question about, um, you know, is it hard being a lossy driver to make friends? Or <laughs> Yeah, we sit on a zone everywhere. We just <laughs> sit in a little corner. It's usually dark. And, you, uh, you yeah, know, people what? don't come and bother us. The, the last do, you sit on your own, do you sit on your own because nobody likes you or because there's only three of you in the country? Oh, you know, I don't know. Um, <laughs> yeah. I think there's, um, there's little pockets of resistance, we'll call it, where... I think we're on the dark side of uh, AE, aren't we? Really. Um, so yeah, um, there's pocket. There's I know there's a, a good little group of us up in the north, uh, west and the northeast. Um, and I uh, I know uh, Brian, Preddy, and um, and Chris are down in uh, down in the Midlands to the south. But uh, yeah, we are we are uh, we are quite small but uh, loyal. Let's say. It's a bit weird yeah. though because like. You know, you, you talk about these pockets, like like for little whiles, like I know like Wayne Price was running for him and um, Brian Preddy went off to Schumacher for a bit and then came back, but you're the opposite. You've like, you, you joined in like, was it 2015, 2016? And then you've stayed right the way through when everything went to Germany and people were saying they couldn't get bits and you've just stuck solid, these hoes are loyal right the way through with them. Yeah, I think, you know, a, a lot of that's to do with um, the the current team manager which is a, a good mate of mine called lee fraser he's to blame for everything really um <laughs> you know lee, lee signed on lee signed on before i did i mean he's kept the faith for longer than i have um i think he must have been with he, he signed up with the uh, horizon uh uh through through the operation at uh what was at ploiter's road years and years ago um and i think uh when they brought out the 22 3.0 it was a really good car, but it was the stand-up gearbox car. Yeah, and then yeah. and then that's about when I joined. When I joined, they just made um, like a Delrin uh, low pro, low rider gearbox for it, um, and it was at that point where I swapped from Team C. I think I was with at the time, um, and the, the just the build quality of the cars is really really good. And then we went. They sort of quickly went on to the 4.0, which was which was like, you know, similar to the B6. You know, it was laid out very very similar, um, and it was like it was purpose built as a as a low riding gearbox. And then they evolved it into the 5.0. But the one thing with TLR, they, we don't they don't bring new cars out all that often. And when they do bring one out, it does fix a lot of the sort of shortcomings of the car before so the when the 5.0 two-wheel drive came out 
the steering is a lot better. Um, it's, I mean, it's in, they're infinitely tunable. Um, and then we were always then lacking a decent four-wheel drive. So um, we waited and waited and waited for that four-wheel drive to come out. The four-wheel drive came out, and then, lo and behold, we pretty much went straight into a pandemic and couldn't race the cars. Yeah. <laughs> so my four-wheel drive, I'm looking at it on the shelf now. I think it's done maybe maybe three meetings outdoors at the Bury Metro track. And the uh, the next time it's going to be raced is indoors at uh, the Chatterton venue on the court floor. So that'll be interesting because I've no idea what tyres to put on it or how to set it up. But, you know, we'll get there. Well, look, <laughs> luckily with four-wheel drive, it's, hopefully it's just going to go around anyway, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Well, that's why I've done four-wheel drive yeah. and not two-wheel drive because I don't want to be slipping around yeah. all over the place. And oh, I'm, guessing it'll, day. I'm guessing it'll be honeycombs and lots of yeah. opposite lock. Yeah, I think honey. The, everyone's thinking honeycombs, but it's it's not workshop. It's a different floor. Um, right. It's distinctly different. I'm not convinced with the honeycombs. I've got I've got what I think will be a secret weapon up my sleeve, but because it's open tire, so I'm gonna I'm gonna try something slightly different. You know, tradition of our race there. Is that the one where I came to yeah, you Bruce came up. and and you weren't, yeah, weren't you there to eat or up. drink in the hall? Uh, that's the one, yeah. You're yeah, not yeah, to yeah, yeah. Anything but the purest of water in Chatterton. Yeah, it's quite funny because I was taking pictures of Dave Scarce eating a sandwich at his bench, man. And he was like, "Man, <laughs> you tell you show anyone that I'm gonna, I'm gonna be like yeah. castrated." I'm like, "All right." <laughs> we like, we yeah. like spy shots. Talking about Dave Scouse, um we're running the. Uh, you came up to Southport as well, didn't you, Russ? I did, uh, yeah, yeah. To, to the Hogwarts School, yeah. They're now running in uh, a mill at the moment on a permanent track and uh, we're running the 10.5 class again and I had I had the best well, one of the best battles I've had with Dave in a long time on Sunday last week it took me a while to get used to the track but by the A final he was pole and I was second and um, yeah managed to dial my car in uh, by what well, we, we changed a few uh, we've changed the the rear diff they would change the diff on two-wheel drive to a two-gear two-gear diff with heavy oiling yeah and it just made it just brought the car alive on the hairpins is that and it st- just gave it so much uh, on power steering so by the time i'd learnt the track i managed to i managed to get on dave's pace and yeah we had a good run in the a final he did just beat me by three seconds in the end st- i did have the lead for a while but I haven't been in the lead of an A final for a long time, so I started shaking a bit. Has he, he stopped using tyring on his speedo now in the stock class? Uh, I, I don't think we can accuse Dave of using timing on his on his motors. His um, his, his car actually wasn't as quick as mine down the straight. He just he just he's tuned it for more grunt in the infield, yeah. where mine definitely had more straight line and uh, corner speed. So. Uh, yeah, it was quite ebb and flow, but it was a good, good race, good clean race. We made a couple of mistakes, so he ended up winning. But yeah, it was good by the end nice. of it. Really good. I've, I've tried to get him on the show a couple of times, oh, Dave Scouse, um, because but he always ended up working the day we wanted to get him on. So, but I will, I will track him down and get him on. Shy and retiring these days, Scouse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The last time I saw him, but we were uh, it was when you came up to we all went up to Southport, Chris. Um, yeah, and he was he was running down he he was running his four wheel drive on the straight in not practice but in between the rounds, and this thing got him doing fifty mile an hour down the straight. It, it was absolutely <laughs> ridiculously fast. So, that's the that's the first thing with Southport, isn't it? The first thing you do, add boost. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. How much? Yeah, it's a big old how much straight have you got? Yeah. 
There's a big old straight there and a big old straight in Chatterton as well. They're, uh, I've never tracks. been. Yeah, it's a good it's a good venue, mate. It's really nice, really clean, warmish, you know, which is what you want for indoor racing. Yeah, yeah so, no, they run they run a good meeting in there, you know. It's um, it, and and the they've 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 knocked the numbers down to a hundred, uh, which sounds fantastic, doesn't it? I mean, well, they were getting hundred and twenty, but yeah. the day went on a bit long. So, because uh, as 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 with all clubs and everybody all know, it's the same five people that put everything out, and say five people that put everything away, yeah. and it's yeah. a lot of stuff to put away. So, you know, yeah. been been there and done that one, you know. Yeah, it was a late old day when I came off because Bruce because mm. Bruce wouldn't leave. Well, Bruce still the same won't leave, so the track put away. Um, ah. It was a nightmare. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, do you think we're going to get an Oopal series next year, possibly? Uh, yeah, we're definitely making plans for an Oopal series. Obviously, you know, current current situation in the country, staying as it is now. Yeah. Um, yeah, we're making plans. Uh, we've got um, we've got a couple of tracks already um, agreed for us to go and visit them. Um, we we probably won't run as many rounds as we have done before. Yeah. Um, I, I, I envisage we'll run four rounds, and one of them might be on grass. <laughs> oh, so I'm just going to mix it up a little bit. Yeah. Os- Os- the, 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 so the grass meeting at Osrussi was really good this year, Chris, apparently. Well, that's that's interesting because yeah. that's where it might yeah, be. Yeah, apparently the one that Tom Yardy <laughs> was at last this year said that the, the, it was brilliant. They, they'd cut yeah. the grass to the exact length you want it, and so it was yeah. dry in the morning, or, you know what I mean, dry enough to, to run on. And yeah, so it was really good. I think yeah. it comes from fond memories of nationals on the grass at Oswestry. Yeah. Um, and I think what we will possibly do is we will either, we will either, we'll run it as an Oopal series. We, we might introduce a bit more vintage for that one on grass. Yeah, that'd be cool because so, like normally your vintage is like um, a party race on a Friday night, isn't it really? Well, it has been at the yeah. international, yeah. But I mean, we, 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 we'd really like, we'd really like to run a classic meeting. So the, you know, the Oopal grass track, track race uh, all being well might end up just being vintage only and we'll find another couple of venues um for the Oopal series but we've got one in the northeast which you can probably guess where that is and we've got one in the sort of southish westish which you can probably guess where that is as well and then we're sort of we're sort of mulling over other other tracks to go and visit um so yeah um there's been a few suggestions come over on uh on email and what have you. So uh, yeah, we're, uh, we're 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 all, all being well. We're hoping to run at least four Oopal Series meetings uh, next year to the same format that we always run the Oopal Series, which is uh, you can rock up Saturday morning. You don't have to be there Friday night. You get all Saturday morning as practice, and we'll start the heats after the big raffle on Saturday afternoon. We'll cram as much. We usually well, we'll do a minimum of three rounds. We'll try and cram four rounds into the Saturday afternoon, believe it or not. And then on Sunday morning, we'll do one round, straight into one round of qualifying, three leg finals for everyone. Everyone gets to go home at a reasonable hour, hopefully having a good time. Um, whilst we're quite happy for national drive, national air final drivers to turn up, absolutely fine by me. We are gear, we you know we do gear it towards the the more club club racer. Um, you know, and kids and whoever else wants to turn up. Yeah. So there you go. 
That's brilliant. Well, man. if you're looking for a Midlands track, I might know somebody that could hook you up with uh, when Telford's all resurfaced. Yeah, well, I'd love to. I'd love to come to Telford. I think I, we, we've asked Telford before in the past, and they've and they've graciously just said, "Look, we don't think we've got enough people to help out." But if it if the situation changes, Telford's perfect. Um, Telford's a perfect area for us because it's um, you know slap bang in the middle of the country, you know, and it it gets another group of people to come racing. You know, what what we tend to find is there's the same twenty or thirty people that will tour around the venues but you tend to get the bulk of the people coming from the area and supporting yeah. the their home big race if you know what i mean yeah. so um yeah I, I, if we can hook that up i would be more than happy to uh, to accommodate telford not a problem at all i'll do my best to sort that out for you once oh. once bish is finished honeymooning yeah, yeah, I know, I know Tony pretty well. I saw his, I saw his wedding pictures. I thought he was already married. I probably shouldn't say that, should I? But uh, <laughs> he's got really, a great beard like me, so that's what I put it down to. It's really funny when you get to our age, mate. Um, you always just think you just assume people are married, don't you? <laughs> you well, you know. yeah. When, well, when they're together with a partner for so long, as you know, so it's an old-fashioned way of looking at things, isn't it? But yeah. it's yeah. an assumption, really. So uh, slap on the wrist for Mister Whittle there. <laughs> So, we've talked a little bit about what's going on next year and a little bit about what you've done this year. Um, We like to kind of do a bit of a deep dive into how our guests kind of got started in this, I suppose, eccentric little hobby of ours. Um, So, what was like your first inkling of the world of RC? So... I started a long, 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 long time ago. During the war. So it, it was during, during the war, back in the war. Um, it was 1981. Right. Um, so I wasn't born yet. There was a local model shop in Burnley. And I I can't just remember where I'd... Well, I'd seen it in the window. And I'm looking at one now because I actually have one, which is a Tamiya Holiday Buggy. So the original right. Tamiya Holiday Buggy with yeah. the little 380 motor. Yeah. And um, there was a there, there was a local club, which is which is still going in a different... Uh, it's still actually going in a different guise. So there was Pe- Pendleton District Model Car Club. And Pendleton District Model Car Club back in the early 80s primarily ran 12th stock cars and 8th stock cars outdoors. So 12th stock cars in a little school hall in Nelson in Lancashire and eight stock cars at, um, at an oval track. Uh, I think it was at the uh, local college. Um, anyway, so um, I, I pestered and pestered my mum and dad to buy me this holiday buggy for Christmas. Remember to this day, it was about 140 quid with the battery, the Samwa radio and a, and a, and a timer charger that timed to 15 minutes to charge the batteries. Yeah. And, um, I remember vividly the first time I drove it was on uh, some uh, sort of tarmac waste ground on a, in a park in Nelson, and, and I was hooked, and we took the car down to the 12th Stock Car Club, and so and people hadn't really seen the Tamiya buggies then, and I, I sort of got to, I got to potter it around the oval, you know, tiny oval in a tiny church hall. Next thing you know, two, three weeks later, like five more of these cars turn up, like, you know, like sand, uh, sand scorchers and Ford Rangers, you know, uh, the old SRB buggies. And then at the back of where the church hall was, was a, was like a schoolyard. 
and they offered to put some little race meetings on on the schoolyard and that's where I started racing and then uh, a very very long story cut short my dad uh, my dad took over running the 10th scale off-road section um, and the club found bigger and bigger outdoor venues usually you know on car parks or on uh, you know uh, like grassed areas of sports clubs and uh, yeah and it just grew and grew from there uh, to the point where uh, Penland District Model Car Club used to have hundred people turn up to a to a. We did a lot. Of, um, we did a lot of uh, fates and and galas. So um, there's a big there's a big vintage car show in Burnley at a place called Townley Hall, and we used to race on the grass there. And we'd cart all the track markings there. And my dad would sit in a tent and he had manual counters for counting the laps. There was no transponders on back the there. notepad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Stop, yeah, stopping yeah, yeah. the section. And, and, absolutely and uh, we've still got a video actually of the race meeting and i think at the time i was running a kyosha ultima in two-wheel drive and probably a mid-optima in four-wheel drive that's about the time when you know when you know the heyday of uh you know 80s model car racing so uh so yeah so that's where it's yeah you asked where it started so that's where it started and 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 then it and then it sort of you know, it, it grew from there. Pretty, I came pretty late to the national series. Uh, a pal of mine, Stu Evans, who helps me with the Upal uh, series, um, uh, and was instrumental in it being, you know, started with Jimmy. Jimmy were well, Jimmy, Stu, and me really, uh, and a few others. Obviously, a few of the rest of the crew. Um, we went to do nationals. Uh, he's going to correct me now. I can't remember. Mid two thousands, let's say. Uh, actually, no, it was earlier than that. It was probably 90, uh, early 2000s because I remember I was driving an Impreza at the time and we used to go to the uh, we used to go to the Nationals in that. So, uh, yeah. Uh, so we did Nationals for quite a while um, and then got a bit of disillusioned. We, you know, I think my best result was maybe a D final or a C final. Um, and then Jimmy wanted to start his own series that was more... Uh, club driver based and that's where the Opal series came from basically because it was, it was when we last spoke on a, on a podcast I mean mm. um, it was just coming up on the 10 year anniversary of Opal of and then obviously Covid happened yeah so the, was, it, well, was it 10 it, years yeah, of the International one of the t- it was 10 years of the International yeah sorry yeah, yeah, um, so yeah so the International happened first before the series um and the, I, I don't, I don't think I was involved in the first. In, I, 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 my, <laughs> I only started in the international because I suggested that we had a beer race, and I said I'd organise it. And then, you know, eight years on, nine years on, I, you know, I've ended up, we've ended up organising it all really. But uh, yeah, um, you know, with the help of, you know, there's there's quite a lot of us. You, you know, there's uh, Graham North, uh, my mate Danny James does all the web web stuff um uh, there's jim dixon uh, there's my wife alex who gets involved uh Stu evans richard Coates helps out you know there's a myriad of people who, who are going to kill me now because i've forgotten the name names you know lee fraser steve lawson now gets involved steve lawson's one of your uh, ae drivers yeah, isn't yeah. it so uh, you know um when he's not stock at proper stock car mechanicing he comes and uh, sorts out the model cars but yeah so um, yeah, yeah. So we, yeah, we're doing. We're, we're looking at doing the international next year. Um, 
uh, with a slight difference again. So we've, um, it, I mean, I don't mind telling you, it's going to be August Bank Holiday weekend because uh, we've already booked the venue with James. We managed to get in early because James gets very booked up with various meetings. So I'm, ho- I'm hoping we've, we've nailed the bank holiday weekend on. Yeah. Um, and we're going to, the, the plan is to do it on the uh, on the GT track, which is the carpet track. Oh, awesome. Oh, nice. So the plan is to do it on the GT track with the Honeycombs because the uh, Robin Hood Classic meeting that uh, Rob Fox kindly put on was such a success and the tyres worked so well on the old cars that we just thought, this is brilliant, let's let's do it on that. You know, so, Pot- uh, Jason Potter from work was saying that. He said the um, the, the, the car that he created, he ran an RC10 there, and he said it was brilliant. Yeah. It was, he said the grip yeah. was just right. You know, yeah. I mean, you I mean, watch we, this, we, for example, sorry to interrupt. You watched this race in Las Vegas at the weekend. The right. cars are that fast. They've got that much oh, yeah. grip. There's just, you know what I mean? You yeah. can't get past unless someone makes a mistake. Yeah, no. So you mean the Florida Nationals? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, we were watching it for the TLR lads. And, you know, you watch Dakota Fenn drive that four-wheel drive round and the two-wheel drive. Yeah. And they're just on rails, aren't they? I yeah. mean, uh, if only I could hold an apex that closely. It'll never happen, but the um, yeah, we rocked up with the uh, obviously me and my uh, friends Lee Fraser and that we all tend to turn up with lossy double X's, which obviously these days are worth more than the weight of gold, aren't yeah. they? Really, you know, yeah. they're uh, stupid, stupid money for these things, but they do. I think what's transformed the car because when I had a double X back in the day, I just remember it understeering everywhere. Yeah. I mean, that and the B3, I had a B3 and that understeered everywhere. I, I, my answer to all this is that the Schumacher tyres have come on so much that when you put a set of cut saggers on the front of it, when you're racing on Astro or even on grass with the double X now, it's the tyre that's making the car work yeah. better. Yeah. Um, and then, like I say, we put these uh, honeycombs on and it was it was a joy to drive. I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't for me because Lee Fraser beat me by about half a lap and won the meeting. Which was a bit disappointing, but yeah. you know, there you go. At least one of our cars won. <laughs> Brilliant. So, is your um, car the the same one you had from when you was a kid, or, or younger, or or you actually do you have to go out and rebuy it again? At the, the, yeah, no. Um, the only car of all, I'm just looking at a shelf full of cars now, and the only car that is what I would call an original car to me that won something was I'm looking at it now which is my uh, Team Durango 410 which I in 2012 won the Veterans uh, uh, you know the Veterans Championship meeting at Broxtor with and that still sat there on the same tyres, same electrics in it, same transmitter and it just got sat on the shelf and that's the original car. My double X no well (laughs) funny story my double X, actually, the original one I used to use is the car that Lee Fraser runs, and he beats me with it regular. So <laughs> I sold that car to a guy at the club years and years and years ago. I bumped into the guy at a, at a proper car show, and he said, oh, I've got your car still in the loft. He said, do you want it? I said, well, I'm not paying you for it. He said, well, he said it's covered in mud from the last time I raced it on grass at Burnley. I went, all right. He said, I'll bring it, I'll drop it off with you. So he dropped me this ball of mud off. 
which was a double X underneath. And I just gave it to Lee Fraser and said, hey, oh, mate, you can have this for because he's helped me out with all the stuff. I said, you take this, mate. That's your car. You, 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 if you can get it to work, you can have it. Yeah. Of course, Lee's like proper, uh, proper all CD about keep cleaning stuff and making it better and uh, comes back with this car. And like I say, now regular, we're either one, two, either way at a lot of meetings. You know, he's really got it going well. So my original car belongs to Lee Fraser. I've actually got the original body shell, though, still in my garage. Oh, brilliant. Uh, but they've been upgraded. I mean, they're pretty much Kinwold cars, really, I suppose you could call them. Yeah, so um, How do you find it getting spares for them? Um, you struggle. Um, so, well, we did struggle. Um, I, I actually, oh, we're heartbroken. I, I, I don't... I don't really. I haven't really broken it, but then, I, then at the end of the straight at the GT race at the Robin Hood Classic, I forgot to turn left at the end of the straight and just went head on into the ropes. I was probably talking to somebody and managed to snap a, a wishbone, and you just go, "Oh, well, that's twenty-five Ooh. quid. I've just yeah. broken. That's ace." Yeah. So, um, luckily, uh, Stu Evans gave me a new wishbone for my fiftieth birthday. Well, he threw it at me. Um, <laughs> Because uh, I was mourning, I didn't have a spare. But funnily enough, we've just there's a guy, and, and uh, I, I really need to find his name. There's a guy just started manufacturing gearboxes, which is the other weak point on them. A guy called Paul Lomas, and uh, Paul Lomas is uh, manufacturing and uh, uh, 3D printing gearboxes. So I've just ordered the gearbox off him uh, as a spare just in case, because they tend to snap on the lugs at the top and all the screws in the bottom tend to wear out because they're just old cars. Yeah. So, yeah, um, that would be interesting when that turns up. But, yeah, you don't, you never break a rear arm on them because they're, they're, they're a bit like the new car. You know, the 5.0, I mean, I've literally broken one wishbone in about four years on it. They just don't break. They're just very yeah. strong cars for whatever reason. Yeah. Very well screwed together, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, I'm sure there are people out there who break them every run, but I, I just I think I'm probably a bit of age, and you know, you're just a bit more careful with them, you know. Yeah. But uh, are you still yeah. are you still running the mod as well? Because I know I know the last time I raced against, we were doing like stock, we were doing stock racing. But did you have um? Are you running a mo- modified normally? Yeah, I've got two five point I've got one set up with a ten point five, and the other one with an eight. I go as as hot as an eight point five wow. in the uh, in the modified car, but yeah. it's quicker than now. You can wind turbo on and off and, and adjust the speed or so much. I don't feel I need anything faster. I'm, I'm so the yeah, same I've got seven and a half for me. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I think there's a. I've got six and a half in the four wheel drive, but and that's plenty quick enough for my thumbs. Um, unfortunately, you find as you get older. Um, you do tend to get a little bit uh, rustier with the thumbs, you know. Yeah. So any anything travelling much quicker just is usually too quick for my brain to keep up with these days. <laughs> I'm the same. I just, I just I just drive around at my own pace and hope hope people crash more than I do. Well, <laughs> I, I was saying that I was saying that to a guy called uh, a mate of ours called Neil Ralph who comes racing with us, and uh, me and Neil were discussing racing, and I said I just go for consistency now. If I, I, I go around at my pace, I'm never the fastest car in the race. But chances are I can do 10 laps pretty much all at the same speed. Yeah. 
But I'm really relying on people, other people making mistakes these days, you know. But yeah, I think that I think it just comes with age. To be honest with you, you watch the kids race and they're phenomenal. It's great. Yeah, which is like the kids around here. They crash all the time and they're still faster than you. And you're like, how are you doing that? You just you just you just that that last lap. You were like five seconds off the off the off the lap time, and you're still like two seconds ahead of me. I'm like, what's going on? So you've been yeah, marshaled well, five times in this run, yeah. you still beat me. Yeah, yeah I know that. That's frustrating, isn't it? I mean, we've got a young lad, uh, young man, really called uh, Ethan Ethan Bradbury, um, who's racing TLR. He has done for a few years, and we've just started. We, we sort of helped him out of the weekend to be a bit of adjustments on his car, and he said it made a big difference to him. So we're going to try and get a little bit more involved with Ethan because he's definitely our fastest driver, certainly in the northwest. Is, is he the kid with the red and so, black? Got a red and black car. He is the kid with the blue. Yeah, yeah, he was in the same yeah, final. So... He was in the same final as me when I was up at Southport. Um, yeah, he... he crashed a lot, but my god, he was fast when he caught you up again. Yeah, yeah, he's very quick. I think we just need to make the car more consistent for him. We've been watching him. We've been watching him, and we've just been out starting to now help, just 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 tune his car a little bit more. And uh, we 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 got him to change the diff at the weekend just for his final, just to just to really confirm that we'd found a, an improvement so we wanted to know if he thought it was an improvement because he's a lot quicker than me and Lee and uh, I mean it, I mean he, 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 he's at the back of the A final at Southport and, and, and at the front of the B final yeah. and he set, he set off on the B final second and he, and, he, and he literally lapped everybody up to second by the end of the race so you know he's a quick kid, and we, 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 you know, we'd, we'd take him to the nationals if we, if we could, you no, know, no, if, you if know, the national series. Nice lad, nice family as well, you know. Yeah, lovely, lovely, no, lovely. No, no attitude place, or anything. Just you know, a nice kid. Yeah, yeah, very yeah. good. So, so yeah, so we're, we're going to try and support him a little bit more next year uh, if we can. Um, try and get him booked into a couple of couple of nationals and see what we can do. See if we can progress yeah. a, a, a TLR driver that's actually got some skill and can drive. Yeah, are you, are you going to try and do some nationals as well this, next year? Nationals probably not. Um, I'll be. I want to do the end of year finals because if the veterans is up, I'll be in the over fifty class. Yeah, <laughs> and I've got half a chance of beating Tony Evdorker again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just so Tony, Tony, if you listen to this, I'm coming for you, mate. <laughs> oh, he does listen every week religiously. <laughs> Mr. Me and Mr. Ev Dorker had an epic meeting at that Brockstore meeting in 2012. I TQ two wheel drive, and he was second, and he won two wheel drive, and he TQ'd four wheel drive on the Sunday, and mm. I was second, and I beat him in four wheel drive. When, so we had a we had a good meeting. When we were speaking to him last time, he was on. He was, I'm sure, he said they made the other the V50 class just for him, so he could get a prize that year. Uh, well, I think they made it for Alex Springer, to be honest with you. <laughs> 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 He he's another he one who'll be cursing me he now do, as well. He, he doesn't listen. Have you seen demo? Have you seen these little twelfth cars that, that, that they've done? These mini B two or just like a miniature two wheel drive car. I've seen the um, I've seen the mini the tiny RC. I've seen what the, the tiny Chris? tiny RC tiny uh, RC ten uh, ones. No, the, the lost the no, TLR one. TLR. Oh yeah, so, I've got one a mini B. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How cool are they? Yeah, there's one on there's one on my shelf actually. Um I've had a little bit of a go with it. Um if I'm honest with you, I've not had too much of a, a mess around with it. I got it last Christmas actually. Um and I've put a brushless speedo a, a, a brushless motor and a brushless speedo in it, but I don't think I bought the right one. I don't think I got the right one because it's still not that quick. 
Uh, but as a, as a scaled down model of the 5.0, it's it's uncannily the same. It's awesome. I was, yeah. I was telling, um, I, I took some closing pen models and he had one mm. on the shelf and he basically took some, same as yourself, brushless gear out of a micro and put it yeah. in the car with the lipo and stuff. Um, yeah. I took some pictures. I sent it to and I sent them to Craig. I was like, "Oi, send these over to your people. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> tell, tell yeah. them we want an associated version of this." Yeah, I did the same because we've just I've just bought from Pen Models. Um, my two lads, they're looking at getting into it, but you know what it's like. If you want to start tenth, it's a fortune, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. And I didn't want to go and like, I don't mind spending the money if I know it's something that they're going to stick at. Mm. but mm. I didn't know. So for a bit of club racing on a Monday at the local club at Dudley, they do a little heater micro. So I've been and bought some of these really? um, for the lads, and I've had one myself just to have a play with. Um, obviously, if they bring an AE one out, I'll instantly sell all three. <laughs> and, uh, you know. Of course. Like, instantly. But, you know, but as a bit of fun, they just look immense, you know, and like, Proline have started doing um, carpet oh. ties for them and... Yeah, I know. It's, uh, I mean, it's just, uh, uh, yeah, I've had this discussion on podcasts before. I, I do wonder about the amount of classes that are out there, but, you know, I suppose there's a market for it somewhere, isn't there? Yeah. You know, um, um, you know, it, it, it um, I, we haven't raced them up here. I got it just as a, a nice thing to have. And it's just sat there. And if, 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 if someone's, you know, if someone started racing them, I'd probably, yeah, I'd probably have a go with it. I've got it rigged up to my, uh, I've taken it off the steering wheel and put it onto my tranny. I've got yeah, a, like a I've got a Samoir, you know, uh, one of them uh, aerialless receivers in there that just about fits. But I don't think I've just got the motor. I don't think I bought the right motor, so I need to I need to look at the speed of it, or I'm not just working it properly. But uh, yeah. you know, it was quicker, but not as quick as I was hoping it was going to be. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I probably need to speak to somebody who knows better. To be honest, you, with something you. something so. around a five thousand kV would be good, mate. 4,300 what we used to run in the micro buggies. Yeah, yeah I think I've, I've, I've might have ended up with, with, with something like a 4,000 in there, which was a lot, lot tamer. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. think that's possibly what I've done, to be honest with you. But uh, they're not too expensive to go and buy, are they? So, uh, no. yeah. Yeah, no, it's a nice thing, though. Nice nice scale model, nice kit. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I, I, I tend to agree with you with the amount of classes. But, like, what always really put me off about, like, club not racing like a monday or a friday is like if it's on a monday you may not have got all your gear changed over from the sat the sunday and if it's on a friday you've probably prepped your buggy ready for the sunday anyway mm. and i thought you know what i'm fed up of like lugging an ogio bag to a club race and looking like i'm taking you know look like i'm moving house yeah so yeah. i just thought it'd be quite nice just that i'm gonna buy a little like cheapo like microcharger or something, um, yeah. whatever the smallest one CML do is, um, just to throw in the box. And you haven't got to take everything just to go for a little potter around a track at a club on Friday night or on a Monday night. You yeah, can just no. take one little toolbox and it's nice and yeah, yeah, I, nice mean, I, I know what you mean. I mean, I, we, luckily, I mean, in out, outdoor racing, you seem to need a lot. I, I feel you need a lot more gear than you do indoors because you've got the change of weather. So now that Southport yeah. and Chatterton are, are making you, well, you can only use one set of rear tyres. So I now, every, people laugh at me. I, I, I don't take a hauler. I've got um, I've got a carry-on suitcase like you'd take abroad on holiday yeah. in the in the hold. 
and I just pretty much everything is crammed into that little hold, that little uh, suitcase. You know, Keith. And I just pull that. I just take that with me. Keith, that's all I have now. Keith, you don't need loads of tyres. Yeah, Keith, it works the same. He takes like seven, six or seven fully charged batteries in his car. Doesn't even take a table. You know, yeah. literally, just, just that's all he takes. He's like a couple, one bag in, a, in his car. If he needs to borrow a bit of tower space to repair something, he's broke randomly. He'll use one of the lads. Other than that, he just, he just sits yeah. there with his hauler and his um, um yeah. and his car on his lap. Yeah, I, I mean, it's a lot easier indoors than yeah. outdoors. Outdoors, of course, of course, you just you're just battling with the weather all the way. Well, you seem to you seem to be battling with the weather all the time, don't you? Really, yeah. you know, you've got to have a tire for this and a tire for that. And this tire works at, at this track, but it don't work at that track, and blah blah blah. You know. Yeah. But I like I like how all the a lot of these clubs are doing one set of rear tires for the day. Um, I think it's it's a mate. It's, it's it's a real real good idea. You know. To be honest with you, to be honest with you, in, indoors, especially on new EOS carpet, I get two meetings out of a set of tyres easily. Yeah. yeah. Easily, you don't need new tyres every meeting. You just no. don't. In fact, I put new tyres on for practice at Southport last week, and it was too edgy, so I just went back to the old ones. Yeah. It I was mean, just I way think, too grippy. I think, and call me controversial and a bit forward thinking here, but I think if you're doing a series, you know, we say, um, say five rounds or something. Mm-hmm. Limit it to three over the series. Well, three not, sets of three sets yeah, of times. It's great three in theory, but it'd be really, com- be really complicated. It'd be, com- it'd be complicated, the, but you the, think of the, the club. The club would have to keep the tyres. That is the only way people wouldn't be able to cheat. Yeah, it's that's a, the it's only a, it's way. A funny one. I mean, it's it's the reason why we don't have scrutineering at the any of the Oopal events. Which we we ask people to use. We use we used to use. Um, well, we still probably will. It'll probably be either Schumacher's or Pro Lines um, of whatever description we go for. And we don't do scrutineering basically because nobody in the team wants to scrut- sit and scrutineer cars all day. Oh, yeah, and yeah. most, and, and is it really going to make much difference to somebody out, yeah. outdoors on an outdoor track? Es- especially you know, especially when you, you're running just a laid back series to make, to, to make, yeah. to make that so strict. You know. Yeah, it's no. There's no need for it because you know we can tell when people are. You know, when we've tried. You know, you know, even spec class, like you you said earlier. You know, is you know laughingly is Dave Scout still 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 boosting his speed on? That's always the suspicion that someone is doing something somewhere. Yeah, and um, you know, uh, even if you compare my car to Dave's at the weekend, mine was quicker in a straight line. It was definitely quicker in a straight line for whatever reason, but it's just the way he set his car up. He yeah. actually said, I've set it up for a low down grunt. And I've said, well, mine's just set as it is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and it just happened to be quicker in a straight line. But that's the, that's the, pro- I, I like spec rate. I like, I think 10.5 is fast enough for indoors full stop. I mean, when I race at Chatterton with the 8.5 car, it is literally watching a blur go around to me. You know, I and now um, I don't know if you've seen my cars recently, but they're all painted neon orange, ne- well, neon carrot orange. It's funny you say with that. Yellow wheels, because I was so I can I, see the damn thing. I was on the internet earlier looking around for, for pictures for the, for the Facebook post, and I was like, "Why is his car bright orange for?" Because I've got, <laughs> so I've I, got I found other pictures of like your, your, when you first built your last four wheel drive, and the, yeah. the airbrushing on the show. I'm like, "Man, that's amazing! <laughs> Why is he running an orange well, car for?" <laughs> Yeah, well, the, uh, the the those body shells that are the really nice body shells are uh, were done by Mr. Matthew Guppy. Really? 
Yes, I don't like them. Chris said they were. Chris, <laughs> Chris said they were, You wouldn't he believe how bad those body shows looks on Damo's cars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he made a fantastic <laughs> job of them. Um, the problem is on dark charcoal covered carpet indoors in with with a low light condition. I can't see the damn things yeah. properly. Yeah. So um, you know because they're predominantly dark blue with orange flashes on them. So yeah, I've had to change my scheme a little bit to to. Um, the plain orange ones are obviously the ones I've painted. I've now got um, a, a mate of mine, Neil Ralph, who's painting up my. Uh, he painted up my double X, and he's he's painted up my eighth car, my new eighth car, which is going to get christened on Sunday at Pendle. Is that? Is that? A, so that a, means it's that means it's going to rain, and a brand new car will look like a second-hand one within about five seconds. You still he's he's still in the e buggy class, or have you got a nitro? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. E buggy's where it's at. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a lot easier for me to deal with. No, I agree. They're brilliant. And they put the press the button, turn it on, and stand at the bottom of the steps. No, yeah, they're far no, too nothing. much horsepower. Yeah, they're very fast. They are fast. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I've just well, <laughs> I upgraded about six months ago, and then I haven't raced this car. It's a, it's an, uh, it's an ATEX um, Elite, but um, I just haven't had a chance to run it. So. Uh, so we've got a spare weekend this weekend and Pendle's running and the weather looks like it's going to be freezing cold but dry. So we're going to go and throw the uh, the big silly, what they call the spiral knobbly silvers on and yeah. uh, throw it round, throw it round the big Astro track for a, for a day. Who are you going racing with um, with the eighth cars? Have you got a crew run, run with on the eighth? Uh, me and Lee Fraser. So, yeah, same guy. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah, Lee's got the same car, so I'm hoping that he's going to be able to set it up for me. We should, we should get him on, you know, Damo. Tell him. Tell him we'll, yeah, we'll, we should. we'll yeah, give him yeah, a shout yeah. if he wants guy, to come on. The other guy you should get on is Graham North. I'm Graham, Graham North. Graham North, he North. He's got a few stories in him. <laughs> that's what that's all, that's what we Maybe want. a bit. Yeah, he likes a bit of controversy. Yeah. Have you ever done any. He also knows a hell of a lot about electronics. Oh, okay. So yeah, what sort, what sort of electronics? Like ESCs and that. Um, well, he was his 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 last job was um, his last job was building roulette wheels for get for for uh, casinos. Yeah, and now I believe he's moved into uh, building systems for DJs, like professional systems for uh, for clubs and what have you. From what I can gather, you'd have to get it out of him. Yeah, He's probably cursing me now, listening to this guy. That's not what I do, Dan. Have you ever done? Yeah, any... he, um, yeah, he knows a lot of stuff. Have you ever done any Euros or Worlds or raced in Europe or ever done the <laughs> over forties Worlds or any of them big races in Belgium? No, I haven't. Um, I know um, Stu Evans and Jimmy went over to the uh, Belgian Campenhout track. Uh, they did. They did that, and I think he might. Have, I don't know if he did a Euros or not. But no, no, I've I've never raced abroad. Um, funnily enough, in 2019, uh, me and the missus was we were in Florida, and I wanted to go down to Beachline Raceway where they were racing last week to go and have a look, yeah. and hope that someone was going to lend me a car to do some laps with. Yeah, and uh, the only week, well, the time we were there was the time they were swapping it from a dirt track to a carpet track so it was shut. Oh, Couldn't dear. believe it. Such bad timing. But yeah. So uh, no, no, not done anything abroad. Um I have, uh, not I'm not 
I'm not over bothered about yeah. doing every road races. It doesn't, you know, happy happy doing my little own thing, really. Yeah, <laughs> that's cool. Speaking Thank of, um, I've got to get this question out, Chris. I'm about to forget it. So, with this Florida Carpet Championship is it at the weekend, how good was Fend? I was talking. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, was. I was talking to Alex at work, and he, we could not believe the pace of that two-wheel drive car. Uh, yeah, neither could we. It was like <laughs> what? Yeah, um, I don't. I mean, um, yeah, uh, Lee, Lee, Lee does sort of consult with them on a special Facebook messaging thing that he's got. With, yeah, you know, we have re- like, a, like a group chat. Contact. Yeah, like a group chat. They've got relatively close contact, but. You know, they're still saying that they're running pretty much the same car. Who am I to say whether it is or not? You know, um, like I say, um, yeah. Um, The only thing I see that they noticeably run differently was uh, they were running Proline bodies or or Proline or J-Concept body shells, and they were having to run the dished wheels, weren't they? Yeah. Um, which which there, there is a modification going about on the TLRs at the moment. Lee's tried it, and it involves um, it involves Schumacher front wheels and uh, just shortening the VLA on the front. Um, now Lee's tried it. He said that it, it's made the steering feel more consistent. He keeps trying. He keeps trying to get me to use it, and I haven't just tr- I haven't tried it yet. I'll be honest with you, because I feel I've got plenty plenty of steering um i might try it at chatterton in a couple of weeks time just to see uh just to see what it does but um the biggest jump we made last weekend was going to this two gear differential which to be fair i think chris delves has been pioneering quite a bit so uh you know chris uh, is a chris is a quick driver isn't he so you know a lot lot of the the, the, uh, camp been doing doing the two gear thing for uh a while. I'll be honest with you. I can't really tell a lot of difference between two gear and four gear, but I always do two gear because I, I just think it's better. Yeah, because <laughs> I've been what told so many are, times. What weight oil are you running in the diff? Um, ten k, ten k, ten k. Sometimes I go to fifteen, but it's rare. We were running eighty k. No, Roger Mill styling. Well, and I've got to say that it didn't feel like it was, you know, like diffing out or anything. And the, the amount of steering it had in the, in the, the, the bit where we've suffered a little bit is it'll go into the corner really well, but it doesn't hold the corner. Yeah. It tends to, it tends to push wide as you come on the power out, out of a, out of a hairpin. Whereas um, I've got to say, certainly on Sunday and I've, 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 I've got to use it. I'm going to use it at Chatterton in a couple of weeks time to see what it's like there on a faster open track. But it, it just it made the car a lot more uh, yeah. nimble. I think the word would be. Have you been warming it up before you run, like holding the wheel and spinning the uh, spinning the diff on the power, or just running it from? Cold? You can't warm anything up in Southport, mate. <laughs> you can't. You was, just can't warm it up. <coughs> coldest place in talk, the world. I was talking to Callum McRoy Bench, and he was saying that the uh, the roof was leaking on the track, and he wished he had some silver cactus. Uh, I know it was fu- yeah. he was only joking, like, but he said it was, he said it was nice because it slowed everything down a bit. Do you know what? That was a couple of weeks ago. You yeah, yeah, yeah. When they had the, when they had the little flood. Yeah. Yeah, you have to wade through the water to get there. I, yeah. I fell over, marshalling, and managed to knock a downspout down. Oh, no. <laughs> as clumsy as I am. But um, in practice, I ran blue. I ran blue compound uh, cactus. 
And then I had to make my mind up what tyres I was going to run for the first round because they marked the tyres. Yeah. Everyone else was putting yellows on. I put yellows on and I, and I just went, I said, uh, they're not as good as the blues. I wish I'd put the blues on them. Yeah. So blue, there you go, blue compound tyres on the EOS carpet. Keith's in the wet yeah in the wet (laughs) (laughs) do you know just you know what I haven't tried a set of blues since Cactus first came out when you know what are they like um, compared to yellows nowadays Uh, to be honest with you can you tell me the difference I I, I used them in I used them I used them at uh, did we go there for a practice meeting yeah, we went there for a practice meeting, and I I thought I could get away on last year's used tyres, yeah. <laughs> which was just pathetic. And then Lee had this set of blue uh, set up, and he had brand, he had new yellows, uh, he had new newish yellows on. And he said, "Yeah, he said stop morning, put these blue ones on." And I put them on, and the car was meant. It was really really good. <laughs> I was surprised how good it was. Um, you know, straight back on the pace, uh, probably because they were new. But also, they just—I don't know—they just—they uh, just seem very, uh, car seem very stable with those on. What was Having it? said that, we did we did run we did run. Man, I run part one yellows last. I ran yellows that had done uh, a meeting last weekend. So, yeah. what, what what's the life span of them like compared to a, a yellow? The the fronts seem to be worse. The fronts weirdly seem to be wearing quicker than the rears. Yeah, uh, the fronts have lost that little sharp edge on the on the cut stagger part, they just seem to have rounded off a bit. The rears look like they're still brand new to me. You know, the guard, aren't they? The cactus tires just to see how worn they are. It's, it's a it feel, is, isn't it? It is. You can't see it, I, can I, you really? No. Unless they're absolutely hammered. You can't really just see it very easily. Yeah. You know, I suppose you've got a magnifying glass le- out. You could. At least with, uh, the, at least with the dart, you can see, it's, you can clearly see when the tops rolled over, can't you? Yeah, you, know, you can, can clearly see. Yeah. But the cactus, you like, I'm, I'm the same. I went right up to my face, and I'm trying to catch the light on the, on the edge of the spike and all sorts. Yeah, trying to get a white background behind yeah. them, so you yeah. can just see how, how bent over they are. And yeah, they're, they're a hard tire to, uh, they're a hard tire to judge. Should put wear, wear, some sort of wear markers in them. Anyway, yeah, <laughs> that'll be the next yeah. thing. <laughs> <laughs> so, you, did you build any cars over lockdown? Did you, did you do anything special? Um, well, I, I, yeah, I built, well, I built that eighth car. Yeah. Um, I built that new eighth car because I did a, I did, I did a, an eighth electric national at uh, Northwest Nitro and uh, during the summer with my 4.0 uh, TLR car. And the, pra- the Saturday practice day went fantastic on the dirt track. Um I don't know if you've been to Northwest Natural, but they got, they had this horrendous jump in the middle of the track yeah, that was like it, yeah. a ver- vertical takeoff. And I don't know what happened, but on the Saturday I could jump it no problem. Got to the actual race on Sunday, and I just I just couldn't I just couldn't get over this damn hump in the middle of the track. Everywhere else I was fine. Anyway, I ended up sadly qualifying in the in the well the bottom final was the final. And two laps in, the flipping servo broke, so I actually came dead last at a meeting. <laughs> no way. At which point, I thought, I thought like everybody does when they have a bad meeting, I'll buy a new car, that'll fix it. Yeah. So I did. <laughs> That's the best way. <laughs> throw money at it. If it's all going wrong, throw money at it. 
yeah, if, if, if everything's going wrong, just throw money at it and, that, and that'll fix everything. So, yeah, and then it sat on the shelf. I can stare at it now and it's sat on the shelf and it hasn't moved since until until this Sunday coming. So there you go. <laughs> Sweet. Have you have you revived your batteries? Have you like given them a, a gentle run in the street or something just to bring them back to life? No, I'll just charge them up on Saturday night. Okay. Be right. <laughs> Won't, but okay. <laughs> That's yeah. the most northern thing I've heard yeah, this month. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I'll just charge them. Saturday, if you get a chance, right. mate, just give them a charge and a, dish, a real good discharge first before you go for it. Because you've got to wake them up. Be, they'll be fine. Oh, <laughs> don't worry about it. I'm driving a real oh, yeah. fully electric. I'm driving a real full electric car now. So you're that telling me you're a man, a man with a, a background in motorsports got a Mark II yeah. Escort, you're driving an electric yeah. car? Yeah, well, I sold them. I've sold, I've sold them out to Escort actually over. Um, oh no way! In August, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I bet that was heartbreaking, yeah. mate. Are you, are you regretting it yet, or? Uh, no, not at all. Okay. Um, no. Um, it sounds like I'm just just for the viewer, for the listeners. I, I don't have any kids, unfortunately. That's just how life throws things at you. So I have lots of toys because, and I call them metal children. <laughs> so I have a few. I have a few cars about me. So um, so the very quick the story goes that I have this Mark II Escort, and then a couple of years ago, I was um, I bought a, a, a five litre Mustang. Yeah, uh, quite nice. a new, like a newish Mustang. And uh, we, me and the missus went down to a car show in the summer, this this last summer. And it was red hot and we were coming back and it were popping and banging and it weren't running right well. And we were really hot and there's no power steering, there's no power brakes, the windows wind down, there's no air conditioning, there's no stereo in it. And we just bo- bo- both looked at each other and went, what are we doing in this? Yeah, We've got a perfectly decent car at home that's quicker, noisier, and it's got all the mod cons in it. Yeah. And um, so, it, I've, I've had it sixteen years, and it was just. And obviously, prices are pretty buoyant at the moment. Yeah, definitely. For classic cars, um, and I tried to sell it a couple of years ago and failed. So, I took it up to um, I took it up to that Matthewson's bang, bangers and cash on TV. Yes, yes. Hoping to be on the TV. But never got pulled on the TV, unfortunately. So yes, yeah, dropped it off there, and it went through the auction on uh, in the middle of August, and it did very, very, very well. No, oh, brilliant, man. So what so, electric yeah, car so, have you got? Is it a Tesla? Uh, no, no, it's not a Tesla. I, 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 I could have maybe forked out for a Tesla, but I didn't want to. Te- I didn't fancy a Tesla. Uh, no, it's a, it's a, it's called a Hyundai Ionic Five. Oh, oh okay. yeah, I've seen they're they're quite good so, cars then. So now everyone's googling what an Ionic Five looks like, yeah. and uh, I'm, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you in my eyes it looks like a, a Lancia Delta Integrale. <laughs> yes, it does. I've seen the pictures. I've, I'm just googling, but I'll actually already see. I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. It's a big square hatchback, and it's got like a roof spoiler on the back of it, and it and it's and it sits very, you know, just like a Lancia Delta Integrale, and that's what I'm telling myself, and, and nobody can tell me any otherwise. Well, there yeah. you go. So um, today's experience, I've had it since Thursday, and today's experience involved driving from Burnley, where I live, to Bawtree, which is very near to the Robin Hood Raceway, and back, which is a, which turned out to be a round trip of 210 miles. And I, this car's supposedly got a range of 300. Yeah. And I started off at 100% charge, 
and I came back on seven percent charge with a lot of alarm bells ringing in it. What's it like? Is it, is, is it you know when you turn the heater on in the car? Does it like the, the the power just drop down, stuff like that, or or, or have things moved you on? Know, you know? I think, yeah, no, I think that's a bit of a. That's, I mean, no, you range your range just drops, doesn't it? Yeah, it's, it's obviously got to get the power from somewhere, and it yeah. takes it from the main battery, but. I mean, I drove, you know, I drove all the way there at 70 mile an hour. I drove all the way back at 70 mile an hour. I had the heating on, I had the stereo on, I had the windscreen wipers on and the lights on. So, yeah. you know, um, was I was I disappointed it's only done 210 miles a little bit because I was hoping it would do about two... I was hoping I'd come back with about forty miles yeah, of I'm, range. I'm, I'm just looking spare. at I'm just looking at the specs of it. The 215 horsepower, 350 newton meters of torque, and um, yeah. offers the longest range in the class uh, at yeah. 300 miles. Yeah. So you know, I was hoping to get back, but uh, they don't like cold weather. Uh, they don't like hills, which is a bit unfortunate when you live in Lancashire and you're driving to Yorkshire because there's a massive <laughs> hill in between. Um, they don't like motorways because you sat at a constant speed and it's not regening through the brakes. So was I unhappy? No, I'm not unhappy because it's the furthest that I go with work. So yeah. I know I can do that journey now, no problem. And every other journey that I do for work, I can do easily. Um, I, I, what I want to do is recreate it maybe in June and see if it changes on the range. Do you know what I mean? But yeah. from a point of view as a uh, my, my, my job, the, the job I do is leasing leasing cars. So um, I really wanted to get into the electric vehicles because we're doing a lot of electric vehicles at the moment. Yeah. And I'm doing it as an experiment because I want to know how the customers are going to find it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm lucky enough that it's not my main car. You know, I have other cars that I can use um, at the weekends. So, um, you know, if I want to go to Cornwall, we can do without charging up. Do you know what I mean? But, yeah. Um, have you, you know, had a got, home charger installed? I have, yeah, I've had a home charger installed. Yeah, it's on charge now. So the charge, the charge that I did on uh, when will it be? It's when it's so, uh, Tuesday night. It's Wednesday today, isn't it? So yeah, so last night I had it on charge. It took ten hours to fully charge it, and it put it already had some charge in it. So I think it put about fifty-eight kilowatts in, and I think I worked out earlier the charge cost about just under eight quid. Yeah, yeah. Now, but what I mean is, you know, like in the mornings, because obviously yes. I've got a hybrid, so I do something similar. Uh-huh. Um, has it got like an app or like a preheat setting? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you can uh, you preheat can, uh, it in the morning. Yeah, and then it, yeah. let it finish charge. Let it charge up again while it's still on charge. Yeah, and yeah, when you drive, uh, the battery's already warm, so you get further range out of it as well. Yeah, I, I'm I, again. I'm, I've sort of had it since Thursday, so I'm learning all this sort yeah. of stuff. You know, it's not got the heat pump on it, hasn't this one? Um, I'll be honest with you, it was it was it was going to be a Skoda Enyaq, but it got cocked up, so it turned into a Hyundai Ionic Five. It was what it what it was what was in stock at the time, because I don't know if you know at the moment, but there's a, a global shortage of, um, of chips for cars. Microprocessor. So if you order a, a new car now, you'll not see it till next July pretty much because they can't get so, the chips uh, for the televisions and stuff in it yeah. yeah there's massive there's massive it's a it's a massive problem actually in the industry um but uh, yeah so so uh you know and a lot of petrol and diesel engines aren't even being built um in the latter half of uh 2020 uh 2021 sorry because the uh, manufacturers get fined if they produce too many uh co2s 
So you find in the last quarter of the year, they don't, they're now not even bothering producing uh, yeah. petrol and diesel yeah. because uh, they get fined if they register the cars. So, um, yeah, so you know, it's uh, it's an, so at the moment what you can get hold of is electric vehicles. Weirdly enough, because what they're doing is they're making sure they're keeping all the silicon chips for the cars that they can actually sell and make profit on. That's brilliant. I like the look of the uh, what that did, pole star. What colour did you go for? I went for the colour that was available, which is lucid blue pearl. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah, they weren't too much. There was grey. There yeah. was another grey. There was a darker grey. There was black. There was white. Or there was lucid blue. And the one they found me that was coming into stock in October was lucid blue. So I said, yeah, let's have the lucid blue one. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Simple as that. Brilliant. Rod, well, well, just briefly before we finish up, um, are you still knocking around doing the eye racing and stuff like that? I am, yeah, uh, for my sins, yeah. So, um, yeah, I pretty much do eye racing every night, maybe apart from Fridays. Um, yeah, so um, I've got really into this eye racing. Um, I'd, I'd got it before the lockdown. Weirdly, I bought the first PC just before, just about January 2020. <laughs> um, oh, 20, yeah, yeah, 2020. So, um, so yeah, started iRacing and then rapidly found that I needed an even better PC. Um, so I'm running a, I'm running an i9, uh, one terabyte SSD, 3080 graphics card um with um uh hp g2 uh reverb uh vr headset wow nice <laughs> so, so uh, basically and, russ and, that and, means and, he's got a really powerful pc and a headset he puts on <laughs> instead of looking at the telly i had a go on my mates um was briefly playstation 5 with a vr headset on some dirt rally game man it's brilliant yeah. It's, yeah, it's like you sit in the car, like you look around. You've got a co-driver next to you, like you could touch him. You know, yeah. it's, it's abs- and you yeah. look behind you, you can see the inside the back of the car. It's, it's, it's mind blowing yeah. how good it was. Yeah. I was using a, I was using a flat screen TV, and and it was fine. You know, don't get me wrong, it was fine. Just one flat screen TV, not three monitors. And then I, I bought a, an Oculus Rift. Uh, my mate got one, and then I got one, an Oculus Rift, and that was and that was good, but a little bit grainy. And then we've gone to this reverb. And and it's running like ninety frames per second. Jesus. And we're racing. We we did Indy. We did Indy. The Indy uh, Indianapolis. Or we're, we're running IndyCar at the moment. We've been doing that for a couple of seasons now because you get road courses and ovals. Yeah, yeah. And you're on the starts of the rolling starts of the oval races, and and you can look to the side of you and basically see the white of the eyes of the guy in the car next to yeah. you when you when you're doing the rolling starts. I started getting nervous. Um, so yeah, tonight I've been racing at Daytona, which, to be honest with you, and I'm sorry to swear, but it has been a bit of a shit fest oh. because I raced there last night and got wiped out, and I've raced there tonight and I got wiped out as well, unfortunately. How long are these and I'm races? usually pretty, I'm usually pretty careful. I've uh, got like a, I've got like a very high safety rating, like four point nine nine, and I'm an A class driver now, and um, yeah, just it's just. Everyone's slipstreaming at 240 mile an hour, and one slight mistake sends the entire pack of cars skittling down the track. So, yeah. no, twice. So, so, uh, obviously, with this eye racing, once you, uh, it's like real life, so once your car's damaged, that's it. You know, press a button and you're back um, in the middle of the track. 
Well, the amount of damage that I've had where the flipping wheels have come off. Yeah, I've been, <laughs> I've been literally driving a toboggan down the, you know, spinning off down the yeah, track. Yeah, so, so once you get a car gets damaged, that's it. There's no back, no going back on. You, you can take a bit of damage on. I mean, we've we've raced um, we raced the uh, LMP2 cars, like the lower class cars that run at Le Mans. Yeah. We ran a few series of them, and they'll they'll take a bit of they'll take a bit of knocking about, and the GT cars will take a bit of knocking about, but open wheel. You know, first thing that happens, it's like real life. You, you cross wheels with someone, and the wheels come off. You know, they don't yeah. tend to stay on. So, uh, and and because you've got the VR on, you end up, you know, sometimes up in the air. I I'm, I then start scrunching down in the seat, thinking, <laughs> "When am I going to land?" Trying to get the seat belts. <laughs> it's really way too realistic for its own good, to be honest with you. But I, I do I do really enjoy it. A bit like, well, fairly expert. Well, I don't know. PC were about fifteen hundred quid, and then you've got to buy some decent pedals. And I'm still on a Logitech steering wheel. I'm not on a fancy steering wheel. Oh, well. And I've got an old, I've got an old rally car bucket seat bolted to a, a pretty basic rig. Yeah. But you know, it, it does the job. So I mean, uh, you say you say that I've got um, a forty-inch Samsung um, OLED flat screen. That's what I were using. Yeah. 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 I've got. The the PlayStation Logitech G29 wheel. Yeah, that's and, that's the same as what I'm running. Yeah, I went to a scrapyard and paid 25 quid for the front two seats out of a Mini Cooper <laughs> S. <laughs> and nice. I went to Wix's and I bought some um, two and a half by one and a half CLS. Yeah. And I built a frame for it. And to be fair, it's as comfy as ever. Like the other week, I thought... I can't be bothered to sit on the couch and play COD. I'll flick it over to the other screen because I've run like a big multiplex system. So there's like four screens in here and I can put anything from either of the consoles or the IPTV on either of the screens at any time. Yeah. And I thought, I'm just going to sit in the, I'm just going to sit in the racing chair and play it on the, playing Vanguard on the small screen just because it's so comfy. Yeah. I, I'm just, it, what amazes me um, is that I can be sat on the grid and I'm racing people from Brazil, Florida, Belgium, you know, Australia, and we're all racing real time. And I, it just blows my mind, does that, to be honest with yeah. you. It absolutely blows my mind. And uh, But, you know, unfortunately in racing, the same knobheads are there who, who just... Do you, Just, you know, do you, you out for the well, you know, you were talking about your driver racing earlier and you like you said you're an A class driver. Does it not mm. like filter people out on or is it just like a war zone? You get uh, anyone anyone of any skill level getting to the to that lobby? No, the, the no, so the racers well the the yeah. So on I racing, uh especially with the Indy cars, you can run in the open class or you can run in fixed class. Yeah. And we tend to run in the fixed class, so you get C-class drivers and above in fixed. I like running in fixed class because everyone's got the same setup. Yeah. If you start running in open, I mean, you'll, you'll probably know that there's a lot of setup shops out there that you can buy setups off. And we, me and my mate do subscribe to one, to one, one of these companies and we get the setups, mainly for the road courses. Um, but on the ovals, you, you know... You, it's there's so much you i mean you think the model cars you can set stuff up on them you're literally setting i don't know how to set up an, an indie car no. you know staggered weights and degrees of this and degrees of that i ain't got a damn clue 
I just want to drive. I just want to. I just want to drive the car, but I want it to be really realistic as well. So we running. We tend to run in fixed class because I feel it's more fair and it's down to your driving skill, not down to your, not down to who's got the most money or who can spend hours and hours setting a car up, basically. So, uh, so yeah, you do get a few different classes of drivers. Um, you get your A license by being safe, really, not by being fast. So, as ever, a bit like my model car racing, I'm pretty safe, but I'm not all that fantastically fast sometimes. <laughs> Mate, when you do your odds license, that's all, all they look for. <laughs> They're not looking for you to well, be faster. Yeah, that's where so, you get, make sure you know what you're doing. <laughs> yeah, you know. Um, it's, so, yeah, but I mean, we I, we and we only spend we only spend an hour and a bit on it every night. Me and my mate Danny, Danny, who's our web web guy for Hoople, um, he's got he sort of got me into it, and uh, we, uh, we 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 do a fifteen minutes twenty minutes practice, then we go into the race. He ends up in the trouble is he ends up in one heat, and I end up in another heat. It's just like model car racing, yeah. so we don't often get to race each other. So, um, how long are the races? Uh, tonight, well, this week these fixed classes are fifty minutes, so that they, they have yellow flags as well. So you've got to get the, there's quite a lot of tactics involved as well. That's good. So, be la- uh, so yeah, last week uh, we were racing at the Indy Oval, and um, you 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 get a full tank of fuel. You start off on a full tank of fuel, and it'll do about half the race, or, or roughly half the race. But then you can even on fixed, you can change the fuel map. To, to use less or more fuel you can change the anti-roll bars yeah so you want to pit under yellow really on an oval because yeah. you're not wasting as much time but but you don't want to pit too early on a yellow because you'll not get to the end of the race and you'll end up doing two pit stops and i got caught out on the last indie race because there was still 33 laps of a of a 50 lap race to go and i'm like well i'm not pitting and all the cars in front of me i was running about seventh they didn't pit, but everyone behind me pitted. And I thought, oh, maybe I've made a mistake here. Because yeah. I was pitting, I usually pitting about lap 28. Anyway, lo and behold, the guy who was sitting seventh behind me, he's gone in, come out, because you're still on the yellow flag lap. He's caught me back up with full tank of fuel. We've all set off. He's obviously leaned off the fuel map. And by the time I'm, no other, then no other crashes happened. Yeah. So you couldn't. So I had to pit under green, and then you know he's just come flying past me because he's pitted under yellow already, and yeah. you've just you've just gone. Well, he's won it. He's won the race as long as he don't crash. So, so there's quite a lot of tactics. So this to, got, to so tonight when you had ten laps to go and you got nailed off the track, you'd always run for like 35, 40 minutes. Yeah. Oh man, I'd be screaming. Can you talk to the other drivers? <laughs> uh, you can, you can, but I have it all switched off because oh. I don't want to hear. Yeah. I don't want to hear it because they just, they just kick off all the time. Yeah, all, all the, all the Americans, they're just crazy. Yeah, they're absolutely not. Oh, they're absolutely mad. That's going to be so yeah, frustrating. Yeah. That, geez. Yeah, well, it is, it is, and it, and and it, it, um, yeah, um, again, I'd have to, I, I pitted, I had to pit on the green again tonight, and um, the, the problem was I had a pack of cars behind me. So I decided to play it safe and go onto the apron and really slow down. I pitted under green. Next thing you know, there's a yellow flag. And I was, mm. but I was down to one gallon of fuel left because I was heading a pack of cars and I was I was creating the hole in the air and they were just slipstreaming behind me. And when I was slipstreaming behind the lead group, you could literally come halfway off the throttle and sit at the same speed. Yeah. yeah. 
So you're using a lot less fuel. So it's very, very realistic. And even the time, even on the, um, certainly on the road courses, the tire wear, the way they've done the modeling is, is absolutely fantastic. But yeah, we've, we've done a lot of it. We've done, I did the Indy 500 in May, which was the first oval race that I'd done. That was silly, wasn't it? Because I sat down thinking, oh, this won't last long. And it was 200 laps and I was sat there for four hours. <laughs> I came sixth. I, I dropped off the lead lap, but I came sixth. And then me and my mate have done Le Mans. We've done the Le Mans. They do Le Mans six-hour races. Yeah. So we share a car for that. So he does an hour and a half stint, and I do an hour and a half stint, and he does an hour and a half. And you're at it all like all Saturday night's gone by then. <laughs> That's brilliant. <laughs> right, we've been but going... it's cheaper than going real racing. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Um, well, we've been going for well over an hour now. Um, Chris, do you yeah, want to go? I have for... a habit. I have a habit of doing this. Nah, it's, all, it's, 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 it's all good. The right, listeners right, all love right. it. You know, it's all been great. Um, so it's time for our famous questions. Um, what is your favourite track you've ever been to, um, current or past? Oh, favourite track. My favourite track or my favourite venue is. I'm going to say Robin Hood Raceway. I never go that well there, but I do like the track. I, I'll, I'll, I'll caveat that. The GT track with the uh, double X was very good last year. Yeah. So there you go. Brilliant. That's and, the current one. And um, what's your favourite car you ever owned? Uh, ooh, well, I'm going to say, I'm looking at them all now. I'm going to say uh, the Lossy double X4 Worlds Edition. Yeah. And there's three of them sat on the shelf. <laughs> Proceeds. <laughs> right, <like> Freddy. <laughs> right then, um, time is ticking on. Chris, do you want to thank the sponsors? Uh, yes, mate, I can do. Um, thank you to Schumacher Racing and to CML Distribution. Again, guys, we couldn't do the shows without you, and a lot of the people couldn't go racing in the country without you. So, thank you for all you guys do. Perfect, mate, perfect, and I'll thank the listeners. Guys, thank you very much for getting involved with our Car Crash for a podcast every week. We really do appreciate your likes, your shares, and all the messages you sent to the page. If you want to hear us interview anyone or have a chat with anyone, drop us a message and, and tell them you're going to tell us because um, some people at the moment are, are just not replying to messages. <laughs> don't know why. Maybe Christmas is coming. Who knows? So anyway, don't forget to like and share for a, also for a raffle ticket for the Christmas draw. Damo, thanks for coming on, mate. You've been absolutely epic. We really, really appreciate your time tonight. It's been a pleasure, guys. Uh, sorry I've shunned on, but uh, hopefully someone will find it interesting somewhere. No, it is all good. No, it's all been great. Brilliant. Right, um, Damo, I'll, I'll see you at the races, and Chris, I'll, I'll see you next week. See you next week, buddy. Cool. Cheers, guys. Cheers, mate. Cheers, Damo. Bye-bye.